Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Live from the Fast Sign Studio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. It's the show with Leo and Balky. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. By some divine miracle, we were paired up. You got that idiot at the copy shop to lie for it. Did you just call me a freak? Do you have anything else? How about a fresca? For God's sake, just give me the damn number! Lighten up, Francis. Call now at 920-281-1570 or 866-653-1570 if you want to join the program. And I'll tell you something else. This is the show, and we're not going to change it. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this thing. Here they are. It's Leo and Balky. The second hour of the show with Leo and Balky is brought to you by Fast Signs of Appleton. You can see all of its products at FastSigns.com. Follow it on Facebook and Instagram by searching Fast Signs Appleton. Get yourself a new sign, a new vehicle wrap for that company vehicle, in-store graphics. Whatever you need, Fast Signs is the place to contact. Hit us up on the Cease Electronics Talk and Tech Studio line right now, 920-281-1570 or 866-653-1570. Email the show at the score's email inbox at thescorewi.com and click on email the studio. Our two menu is brought to you by Tanner's Grill and Bar in Kimberly. Friday fish fry all day long. Comes with rye bread, coleslaw, choice of potato, and yeah, 12 beers of Christmas begins today. Happy hour going on right now, 2 to 5. Big day tomorrow, too, as the uh, Wisconsin and Marquette game will be broadcast. Toys for Tots Santa's bike ride going on. Plenty going on at Tanner's Grill Bar, 730 South. Railroad Street in Kimberly, our two menu. We have a big guest coming up here in just a moment. Uh, we'll have a score poll and off the beaten path with Mr. Marcus Path. But right now, we'd like to bring in our guest from the Believe Network, On My Block podcast host and former Green Bay Packer, Mike Wall. Mike, thanks for joining the show with Leo and Bulky. Hey, what's up, guys? How are we doing on this Friday? We're doing really, really well, and we appreciate you coming on the show today. So let's talk about the big game on Sunday night, national TV broadcast. How does Green Bay, how does their offensive line keep Chris Jones from wrecking their game plan? Oh, that, yeah, that, so that's part of the, the big equation of that defense. That Chiefs defense is playing super high level right now. I think they're third in points allowed. And really, it, it's Chris Jones. Certainly, he's probably the you know top two, top three defensive tackle in, in the National Football League. But really, Cisagnolo's got these guys running just pressure at a premium. Every it feels like they're pressuring every single down. I know they're not, but they're bringing slot blitzes, they're bringing corner blitzes, they're bringing dogs, they're they're bringing multiple linebackers. They're super aggressive to the line of scrimmage, and it's really going to be a question of not only the the offensive line being able to pick up some of these stunts and blitzes. But really, maybe more importantly, Jordan Love and this young wide receiver and tight end group being on the same page pre-snap so they can take advantage of the hot routes, the singled-up opportunities. And, you know, whenever you blitz, whenever you bring pressure, pressure like the Chiefs do, inevitably there's opportunities for big plays. We have to capitalize on those early in the game. 
Mike, uh, Eric Balkman here. Um, let, let's talk about the, the Packers offensive line for a second. Um, one of the things we've been discussing on the show this week is whether um, the, the, the Packers giving more snaps to Sean Ryan means that uh, he's about to take the, the starting job away from John Runyon Jr. What about you, a guy who loves offensive line, lives it, played it? Have you seen enough film on Sean Ryan to say, yeah, he should be the, the guy that the Packers want in there for the majority of snaps at right guard? No, no, uh, simply no. Um, listen, Sean's done a good job when he's, when he's gone in there. Certainly a big body. He's got some. He's got some tools to him. You just haven't seen. There's not enough of a differentiator there to, to take over the position, in my opinion. You know, the best thing I can say about Sean right now is that when he comes in the game, I don't really notice that he's in, uh, which means that the, the offense is functioning about at about the same level. I know people want to listen. John Ren Jr.'s maybe had a, a down year by his standards over the last couple. But I think he's starting to play better over the last couple games. And realistically, you know, you to supplant a starting offensive lineman in this league, you have to make a noticeable difference. I just don't see that yet. That doesn't mean that that's not coming in the 2024-2025 season. But uh, right now, I just don't know if that makes sense. Mike, how has the NFL changed from when you hung it up 15 years ago? Hard to believe it's been 15 years. Seems like uh, about two years since we uh, you graced our mm. presence up here at Lambeau Field. How has it changed? Well, it's it's a it's a, it's a much much different league. Uh, Tom Brady actually talked about this a couple of days ago, and I know it was very controversial. But the reality is, in this game, they have uh, players because of the contract size, because of the the lack of practice time with the coaching staff, the lack of hours in, in the building. We've switched. A lot of players have switched from maximizing your greatness for whatever time you can have it to elongating your career to maximize your, your, your paycheck. And I think there's been, those, there's been players on both sides of that fence for, for forever. But I think that the number is much more about elongating your career, and I think the league's much more about that. You're much more brand aware. What can you do on the field? Translating to what you can do off the field. And I do see a kind of a, a fundamental lack of technical mastery, mastery of craft between the top, top players, which are – Still, even by last, you know, last generation standards, just elite level athletes, elite level players at every position. But the drop off between those guys who are just completely dedicated to being the best and like the next level down, I think that the span of that, or the difference in that chasm is, is much greater than it used to be. We're talking with uh, former Green Bay Packers great Mike Wall. He hosts the On My Block podcast on the Believe Network. You can check that out uh, anywhere you get podcasts. Mike, I know you you've um, you've stayed really um, you know in touch with the offensive line play and seeing how that's adjusted over the years. I think back to to when you were a, a Green Bay Packer and how the the line was playing back then and and how you won, you know, and 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 how the ball or how offenses, you know, were able to matriculate the ball down the field, as Hank Strand would say. <laughs> um, when you look at specific offensive line play nowadays, because the, the league is so much more pass-oriented uh, than, than it was, you know, in the late aughts or whatever, have you noticed the difference in um, the types of offensive linemen that are coming into the NFL and succeeding compared to the types of offensive linemen we saw uh, being really successful like yourself, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I, I think maybe 10 years ago, I would have said you see a lot of guys that are basketball players starting to play offensive line. Um, I was a basketball player as well, so I'm not digging that by any means. But just kind of the mentality was, was a little bit different. If you look at the best guys in the league now, 
Um, all still really good athletes, but the, the, really the top, top guys in the league are still masters of their craft. They're guys that go out and find help for any resource they can, they can gather. They want to be very meticulous with their technique. They're, they're very, very entrenched in their preparation. And a lot of those guys are still very physical, finish through the whistle. I'm going to put you on the ground. I want to enforce my personality and, and, and my dominance over you, playing and play out. I want to make you break. Um, again, I think the difference now for me is I don't see that uh, at scale. I don't see that as much. You don't see as many lines that just have that, you know, I always go back to when, when Josh and TJ Lang were, were playing after Marco and I left. And TJ was just a dog, man. He didn't get a lot of credit because Josh was a really good athlete and maybe a higher draft pick. But TJ was an absolute dog, finished through the whistle, was the team tough guy. And like, you just don't see that many guys like that in the league anymore. And I, I've always had a lot of time for those kind of players. Mike, the uh, get back to the Chiefs and Packers on, on Sunday night. You mentioned how dominant this defense has been. In fact, this Chiefs defense uh, has really been carrying the team more so than Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, the way that those guys have done it in years past. This is a team that has been running the football and been winning at defense or winning with defense going forward. Do you see any weak areas that the Packers can expose and exploit on Sunday night? Defend, on the Chiefs defense, you know, I think what you do is, they're really good at attacking the line of scrimmage with their linebackers. So they're trying to get those single blocks up. They're trying to get Chris Jones single blocks instead of having double teams. I think, you know, I think in the run game, when you look at the, the Kansas City Chiefs, because they, they like to bring down Trent McDuffie and they'll kind of hang him over the tight end, there's opportunities for soft spots where you can still get doubles on the defensive ends and up to a guy like Trent McDuffie that might not crash the line of scrimmage. And if you can get to those soft spots, as we saw last week with Jacobs and the Raiders, you can, get some, you can pull off some long runs. Certainly, when you're when you're pressuring as much as you are, there's going to be opportunity for one-on-one matchups on the on the uh, outside on the perimeter of the secondary. They still have some communication issues, like every secondary does. They just play with aggressiveness and intensity, so they make up for a lot of it. But there are ways to exploit their that Chiefs defense. And then offensively, it really is a question of can you get to Patrick Mahomes? Can you force him away from the line of scrimmage when he escapes the rush? Because when he when you face him, force him away from the line of scrimmage. It seems that the ball tends to go out of bounds or hits the grass. But when he goes downhill, good for the Chiefs, bad for the Packers. Travis Kelsey's having a great year. The first time in a long time last week, they didn't drop as many as their lead leading uh, 24 drops, I think, this year would, would suggest. Rasheed Rice had a good game with, I think, eight catches, 107 and a touchdown. Really, the Chiefs defenders or Chiefs uh, wide receivers last week just started catching the football. Andy Reid's one of the best play callers in the business and knows how to get people open. So, Getting to Patrick Mahomes, for me, really is the key to the game. Can we do that again? Can we have another great performance from Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary in that defensive line? All right, on offense, if you're Matt LaFleur, what are things you'd be emphasizing from a strategic point of view on Sunday night? Um, it's just really, like I said, find the soft spots in the deep. Well, I think the biggest thing, really, is, is pre-snap communication between Jordan, uh, Jordan Love and these wide receivers and tight ends. You know, you got you still got a young group that's developing – you're starting to see some improvement, I think, from Jordan Love and pre-snap recognition. You're starting to see less mistakes, less mental errors by the wide receiving core. So we need to just continue that. Obviously, there's a lot of things to look at when, you have a, when you're playing against a pressure defense. They do a lot of stuff off the slot, meaning we have to be aware of where the safeties are at all times. And there's just going to be, whether it's verbal or nonverbal communication, you have to be able to get the message out 
before the snap where you want that receiver to go. Is it a hot route? We have a one-on-one opportunity, or we're going to change our hitch to a go? And then can we just capitalize and execute when we do have those opportunities? When you get when you are playing against pressure teams, there's opportunities for big plays on both sides of the ball. A lot of guys just look like look at it like how are we going to deal with their pressure? And I remember when we were playing with Brett, Brett was one of the best in the league at playing against pressure, and it was always like, how are they going to deal with us? And I think you just have to have that mindset going into the game. Uh, Mike Wall, uh, ladies and gentlemen, from the On My Block podcast, joining us here on the show. Final question for you, Mike. Uh, what can you tell us about the On My Block podcast, and where can our listeners find it? Yeah, On My Block, we break down a ton of film from the, the Green Bay Packers and, and really other teams. Of, you know, At least Monday and Thursdays every week, we're going to – give you a breakdown of the, the opponent. Monday, we're going to do a review of the game. A lot of insight, a lot of player perspective, a lot of details. So if you're, in, if you're a fan that just really likes learning more about the game of football, I think you'll enjoy that, certainly as a Packer fan as well. You can find that on the Process to Perform channel on YouTube. Uh, obviously, hit my, uh, on my blog podcast anywhere on the Believe Network, anywhere you can get your podcast, and then you can follow me, MikeWall68, on Twitter. Or I guess X. Uh, we will continue. Yeah, on X, yeah, exactly. Mike, thank you so much. Uh, we learned a lot uh, today, and we will learn more when we check out the On My Block podcast uh, for sure. Uh, listen, man, uh, anytime you want to come back, we'd love to have you on again. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You guys have a great weekend. That is Mike Wall, ladies and gentlemen, former Packers great and the current host of the On My Block podcast, which you can check out on the Process to Perform YouTube channel as well as the Believe Network Follow him on the X at MikeWall68. Guests on the score are brought to you by Fleet Farm. Visit FleetFarm.com. Fleet Farm, built for real life. Awesome, man. I can't. That's going to be on my list of podcasts. He's, he sounds great. That was great. That was an awesome interview. Yeah. Good to have uh, Mike on the program. He I, was fantastic. I know he was a guest uh, on In the Huddle several times, so I uh, had a chance to, to meet him. I wasn't going to bring it up because I'm sure he doesn't remember me. You can tell he knows he, he, ball. You can tell. <laughs> oh, he knows ball well. Very, very well. Um, no obstacles, no incidents on all major highways between Fond du Lac and Green Bay. That is your Hurling Clark Law Firm traffic update. All right, when we come back, the score poll coming your way. Score squad, don't go anywhere. Everybody, that's what I'm talking about, guys. We've made a great effort so far. Let's just keep it up. That's right. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've got too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to just keep our composure. Leo, you're on, you idiot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Loving this police song. One of my favorites by the police. And one of my favorite sports bars, Appleton's very first sports bar, the Wooden Nickel. Yeah. They've been serving Fox Valley customers since, believe it or not, folks, 1989. Alex, you weren't even born yet. I was not. Not (laughs) yet. You were nothing but a stain in the road with a crew cut. I was a figment of imagination. (laughs) Wooden Nickel, known for their delicious burgers and sandwiches. I, I love that patty melt over there. It's fantastic. 
fantastic. You can order all this food online at the woodennickelsportsbar.com. They're located at 217 East College Avenue in downtown Appleton. Leo, don't you dare forget about that great popcorn, too. The popcorn is good. I, I, how would you describe it? I would say it's the closest thing to movie theater popcorn <laughs> you can get in the Fox Cities. <laughs> you stiff. It is good, though. It's very, it's great. very good. And the Bloody Mary bar. It's fantastic. Oh, Bulky and I, we, we've tried that out several times. Yes. And what he likes about it, I, I don't want to speak for him, but he can make it his, his own spice level. Yes. At his own, you know, I don't know. What do you like? Uh, do you put a pickle in there? Do you put a, a piece of celery? What do you put in there, Eric? Uh, he is, uh, he is uh, on. Pr- oh, he is back. Anything without. Well, yeah, I, anything but mushrooms. I'll oh, do the nice. Pro- like anything, like, like you know. Brussels sprouts, pickles, celery, beef stick, um, you know, anything. But I just, I do not care for the mushrooms. Oh, and I wouldn't put cherries in a Bloody Mary. <laughs> no, no. That would be a little odd. Yeah, that would be strange. Would you put an olive in there? Oh, no olives. No olives either. No, I, I, I pass on olives and mushrooms, but everything else is good. We tried out a new, uh, the fam and I tried out a new place for uh, Friday Night Fish last week just to change it up a sure. little bit. And uh, I'm not going to say who. But, man, I got an old-fashioned, and it was – thanks for the glass of whiskey. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was a glass of whiskey. I'm like, man, this is stiff. Because Chuck Kuyper got one, too, and he goes, ah, I, had a tone, I had him tone it down, water it down, like, several times now. I was like, wow. Um, the uh, – you know, I think the old-fashioned um, – th- there is some discrepancy and debate over where it originated from. I know a lot of people will say it's from Wisconsin. There's some people in – um, the um, western part of Kentucky that would disagree with you um, would say it originated there. And then there's people down south in, uh, in, in the bayou um, that would say that uh, the old-fashioned is – I think here's, here's the thing. When you go to a craft cocktail bar outside of Wisconsin, even some places in Wisconsin, the old-fashions are pretty stiff. They are pretty stiff. Well, it's all alcohol. To, there's no, there's no, right. there's no right, dampening exactly. it. There's, there's well, nothing to cut. Then just get a Manhattan for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes, but I, in fact, I had um, a couple of Saturdays ago. I had a uh, a co- uh, old fashioned at a cocktail place, and it was. I mean, it was really good, but it, it's not like a Wisconsin, you know, uh, down home old fashioned. I this earlier this week, I had a bourbon old fashioned. At a at a cocktail bar, and let me tell you, one was enough. There is no reason to go in for a second one on that. Um, it, it it is a little bit different. I don't know how we got on the subject. Well, I I brought it up. Great popcorn though. Okay, <laughs> at the wooden nickel. <laughs> Let's get to the score poll, shall we? <laughs> All right. Um, yesterday's score poll. Who wins uh, the Marquette Badgers game on Saturday? This was retweeted out by Anonymous Eagles own Andy Fleck, which skewed the results here, but we'll get Alex's take on this anyway. Is it the Badgers by double digits? Is it the Badgers by less than 10? Is it Marquette by less than 10? Or is it Marquette by double digits? You can kind of guess how the results went, but Alex, how do you think the game's going to go tomorrow? Leo, I uh, believe, said Marquette. Did you say Marquette by double digits or less than 10? Yeah, I said it'll be a tight game, but they'll pull away in the end and win by, by 10, which is double digits. This right. Marquette okay. team is go. this Marquette team is special. This might be a I I hope it's it's a season to remember. Uh, their one loss against Purdue. Purdue's pretty good. Marquette does not match up the greatest with them just be, just to, because of the their roster construction. Uh, but I do think they match up pretty well with Wisconsin, and I think Marquette 
will keep. I, th- I think I think you're right. Wisconsin will keep it close. I'm kind of right line and step with Leo. However, I think this is a single point game throughout the whole uh, duration of it. I think Marquette wins by less than ten. You guys got the top two vote getters. Uh, the majority of the score squad was with Leo. Fifty three percent say it's going to be Marquette by double digits. Again, Anonymous Eagle retweeted this, so I think that's why we're getting some heavy Marquette votes. Well, that Andy Flack, 30, he knows what he's doing. Thirty-seven percent said Marquette by less than ten. Which, again, if you if you add that up, that's ninety percent of the score squad saying Marquette wins this wow. game. Um, six percent said the Badgers by double digits. Five percent said the Badgers. <laughs> well, by let's less ask than Alex 10. the question you asked Andy Fleck yesterday. If if I uh, don't remember which one. Well, <laughs> if uh, the two big men of Marquette don't get in fall trouble. Oh in the yeah, first yeah. Half. Okay, so let me frame it. Let, let me let me lead Alex into the answer mm-hmm. I want him to give me. Yep. You saw how Marquette struggled down the stretch against Zach Eady and mm-hmm. Purdue. In fact, Definitely. that's Marquette's lone loss on the season was the the time they had to play this you know really dominant big man. Yep. And I think you can make the case that Wisconsin has some. I wouldn't call them dominant, but they have some pretty two veteran, experienced, talented mm-hmm. big men in both Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall. Do you think that that is going to give Marquette problems down low in that game tomorrow morning? No, because I think Oso Iguodaro is a – I think he's a top ten big man in college basketball. And I, I, I can't say the same about Stephen Crowell or Tyler Wall. So I think, the, I think as long as Iguodaro is not in major foul trouble, I don't think that is going to be the biggest issue for uh, – uh, for Marquette, it's just keep slowing down Chucky Hepper, and that's everything with this Wisconsin offense. If you slow him down and make some of these other guys have to make plays, because he's the one guy that can kind of do it on his own, and AJ Store, uh, he he's a guy that can do it a little bit as well. But uh, the big key, the point guard matchup, it, it's everything in my opinion. It's the, it's the most important position on the on the floor, and Marquette has a significant advantage. Uh, I like Chucky Hepper, and I think he's a good player, but I I still think that. Igadaro is is better than Stephen Crowell. I think he's he's really good defensively. It's something that gets overlooked with this Marquette team, um, but I, I I just think that I see a path for Wisconsin winning. It's making a ton of threes and, and making life a little bit hectic for uh, for Tyler Kolick, but uh, I I just don't see that 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 really happening tomorrow. The uh, I can't remember where I saw this, but I saw that Chucky Hepburn's averaging roughly the same amount of points he did last year, but he's doing it on much fewer shots, which means he's turned into a much more efficient player this year. And certainly with, you know, the additions of Blackwell and store, uh, he doesn't have to score as much as he did last year as well. Alex, correct me if I'm wrong. Will we have coverage on both HBY and the score of this game? That is correct. Yes. So these, these times are staggered just because of the the broadcast with Learfield. Uh, So tomorrow uh, for Wisconsin, if you want to listen to uh, Matt LaPay and Brian Butch, uh, you can listen to this over on WHBY. That is a 10:30 pregame. And if you want to listen to Steve Homer True and uh, and Tony, oh gosh, why do I always Smith. Miller. Tony Tony Smith, Smith? Thank you. Sorry. Uh, uh, that that pregame coverage begins at 11 o'clock for the Marquette broadcast right here on the Score. Bulky Alex has trained me on where to find these games from here on out, so we're we're yeah, safe. Well, we, we 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 talked about this. That we're I I don't know if maybe you weren't in the room, but we talked about this already. Okay, uh, we're on and, it. On, yeah, I want to make sure the um, score squad knows where these games are, and I want right. to make it as easy as possible for you guys too. So that's partially now, my fault. So my bad. It 
that's okay. Now, do we know Brian is on the radio call? He's not doing this for television? I would assume he's on the radio call, but I can't confirm nor deny. So I I, I wish that now that where can we look that up? I'd love I'd love to know what announcers well, are calling what games and there, I never know where to look for something. There like is that. a great Twitter site that or excuse me, an X site. It's called Announcer Schedules. I look at it almost every morning to see who's on the call for which games. Uh, so we will uh, we'll find that out tomorrow morning for who's on the call for Wisconsin. Oh, it doesn't come out until tomorrow you, morning. It might be out, but I I, I wouldn't be. I'd, I'd have to do some pretty deep digging to to find it. I can try okay. if you'd like me to. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's if you want, we can do that over the break. But let's do this. Um, let's guess the spread on this one, Alex. I think I have found it. Did you find it? Okay, me good. If I'm wrong on this. Okay. Yeah. So I'm showing a total of 138 and a half. That is on correct. This game. Yes. Is that what you're okay? Yep. Leo, go ahead and guess that spread. This is Marquette at Wisconsin. That's Number right. three, six and one Marquette rolling into the Cole Center to take on five and two Wisconsin Badgers who are unranked. How about Marquette by three? Leo was oh! right. I think Leo was right. I'm showing uh, Wisconsin. I beg your pardon. I'm showing Marquette by two and a half here. Right. That is correct. All right, I get All that. Right, I get the push, and you get you would have got right, it. You do. So if if Leo would have said Marquette by three and a half, he still would have gotten that. Correct. Still would have gotten it. All right. Absolutely. Great. All Absolutely. Right. Good job, Leo. No, Great I work. Don't, does it even pay to take a shot on this one? Because there's yeah. I mean, you, either way, you you you're either a way I win or yeah. lose for yeah. that matter. Yeah. All right. That's quick true. shot here. Quick yeah, shot. Yeah. Shot. All right. Leo has the ball. He cocks his right arm. Shot is no good. Not near the rim. So that's all right. That's all right. That's, that's good for not, one of these teams. Not near the rim. <laughs> well, I made it yesterday. I hit the yes, window. I hit the window. That's all that matters. What about Alex, today's score Alex, poll? Don't forget about today's score poll. Oh, shoot. We still got to get to that. Sorry. Yeah, we're going to get to that. I'm looking at announcer schedules, and I just see a lot of stuff from yesterday yeah. and today. I don't see anything for tomorrow, so maybe we'll have to look tomorrow. Or we could just just hex Brian and just ask him. What network? It's is it yeah, on? I should, it's on. Uh, I believe it's on Fox Sports One. But I can. I think. I think that's correct. Yeah. All right. Today's score poll, which is now right in front of me, who wins between the Chiefs and Packers at Lambeau Field on Sunday night? Your choices are the Packers by four or more, the Packers by three or less, Kansas City by six or less. Or Kansas City be by seven or more. I have the I have the broadcast announcers for tomorrow's game. Oh, perfect! Where uh, did you get it? Did you get it on that account? I got it not on that account. I found, I just did a, a quick Google search, uh, and the uh, the this game will be broadcasted on the Fox broadcasters are scheduled to be Tim Brando on play by play and Bill Raftery as an analyst. Oh, so well, Bill's good. oh boy. Yeah, a little kiss, <laughs> onions, baby, onions. It's the good. It, we're getting the. We're getting. Send the it home, stuff. Jerome. Yes. Yeah, Send it home, Jerome. That's another good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. Back, back to the Chiefs and uh, Packers, so please. So we'll, we'll, you'll get to hear Brian on WHBY tomorrow. Um, Leo, where, where are you falling in on this? Uh, is it Kansas City by six or less? Is that what your prediction was? Uh, well, since my score was twenty four fourteen, KC by oh, seven. Oh no, plus. Kansas City by seven or more. Okay. Yeah. And Alex, you had Kansas City by six or less. That is right? correct. Uh, that Marquette Wisconsin game is on Fox, not Fox Sports One. Just want to verify. Oh, oh so the, the big, the it's, big boys. It's on the big boys. Go ahead, Balky. Sorry, I, I I will say the Chiefs by. Uh, uh, I have the Chiefs by four. So wh- whichever oh, one that, Kansas, that falls Kansas in. Kansas City on. by six, six or less. Yes. is what you're saying. Thank you. Uh, the majority of the score squad is saying Kansas City by seven or more. Forty. I shouldn't say the majority, but the the largest vote getter is Kansas City by seven or more. That's 
45% of the score squad voting that way. A two-way tie for second between Green Bay by three or less and Kansas City by six or less. And then 10% of the score squad saying the Packers win this by four or more. Get out there and manipulate the vote. There's still time. X.com slash the score WI or the score WI.com. Also want to remind everybody about this too, before we head out for our final break of the show, um, you can download the score mobile app today for the latest sports headlines, show podcasts, local sports news, and more. It's free in the app store and Google play. And it's powered by settlers, best credit union off the beaten path with Marcus path coming your way next. That timeout was presented by the number one Chevy dealer in Wisconsin, Gusman of Kokana. Excellent selection and low prices on top quality used vehicles. That's what you'll find this week at Gusman Chevrolet Buick GMC of Kokana. Just hit up GusmanofKokana.com for all the details. You gotta go to Gusman. Let's go off the beaten path, everyone, with Marcus Path. Off the beaten path is brought to you by Appleton Trophy. They're located at 2401 North Richmond Street in Appleton. Go to appletontrophy.com to see all of its products. Marcus Path now joining us on the Cease Electronics Talk and Tech Studio line. Hi, Marcus. How are you on this gray Friday afternoon? Leo, you're in on a Friday. I'm pleasantly surprised. Don't get used to it. Don't get used to it. I have uh, have a day Friday coming up, uh, vacation day, uh, two weeks from today. So, How much vacation are you afforded on the annual? This seems like unlimited vacation. Today, <laughs> I never I never use it all. I always carry some over. But uh, when you've been here as long as I have, you accumulate quite a bit. Sure, sure. Yeah, like half a year. Yeah. Isn't that good for me, right? Every Friday. Yeah. yeah. I love good. I love to take every Friday off. A three day weekend would be so neat. Yeah, yeah, sure would. Sure would. Yeah. One of those three day weekends. I'm all about it. Absolutely. You yeah. do that with regularity. But, and I could get ready but, for that uh, I could get ready for that big basketball game tomorrow morning. It's gonna be really early for you. So how do you see the uh, Marquette Wisconsin game playing out? Who do you like in this game? Well, that's a tough one. To, uh, to pick, boys, I mean, clearly Marquette is uh, about as talented as they've been in some time, and they've got some pretty big wins under their belt, you know, in, in, in a relatively short season. I, I, you know, I like where Wisconsin has trended uh, uh, over the last few weeks as well, certainly playing better basketball, and the fact that it's in Madison makes it, in all likelihood, a much closer to a game than it otherwise would be. That said... Uh, I I still think the athleticism and the, uh, just the, the the quite frankly the coaching with Shaka Smart of the Golden Eagles is probably going to win out tomorrow. Um, you know Wisconsin's been too up and down for, for my liking to this point in the season. They have at times relied on being able to turn it on at the end of the game after looking let's just say not so hot throughout the course of the, the the first half and the first portion of the second. So unless they can come out and, uh, and play quality basketball from the jump, I, I, I like the Golden Eagles in this one. Of course, I also said Minnesota was going to beat Wisconsin last week in football, and you know, thankfully I was wrong about that. What a way, speaking of that game, Marcus, what a way for Braylon Allen to end his Badgers career 
Um, you know, just really is the dominant force in that win over Minnesota. 160-plus yards on the ground, two touchdowns. But his time as a Badger is over. We were talking about this, I think, Monday or Tuesday on the show. I can't remember which day. Um, but we were, we were trying to, to describe, accurately describe, what it was like seeing Braylon Allen as a Badger. How would you describe his time in Madison? Well, uh, I mean, certainly his personal performance was fantastic. It's a little unfortunate they didn't have more team success with someone of his caliber in the backfield. Of course, we could go back through recent memory and, and point out similar running backs who, uh, in some cases, had more success and others maybe had similar success to what Braylon Allen ultimately ended up with. But I, I think you'll look back on his career and remember a, a heck of a football player, but maybe one that didn't didn't reap all of the rewards or benefits that he seemingly should have for being as talented as he was. And a lot of that stems from the fact that they just, they were one dimensional for many of those years. They didn't have a complimentary passing game to go with what they could do on the ground. And then of course, this year you look at, and I think a lot of us are still sort of scratching our heads as to why they weren't a little bit better than, than they were. You finish the season on a high note with, with a couple of victories there, and that perhaps paints a different picture than it otherwise would have. But the losses to Northwestern and Indiana in particular certainly jump out on the team side of things. And you go, how on earth were you you not better in those football games? And I know Braylon Allen's been banged up and not been a part of uh, many of these games this year because of that. But um, I, 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 I guess that's sort of the unfortunate way we'll look back back on him is uh, again personally fantastic and wish the best to him at the next level but why wasn't there more team success and even though that's not that's not on his shoulders uh it's just the way that things played out in madison over the last three three four years all right let's move on to uh sunday night marcus now when i'm watching this game sunday night of course i'll be critical and i'll have uh many text messages uh, that i'll send to you during the game uh, maybe not. I kind of, I kind of stopped doing that. Bulky kind of got me off that. But uh, if are you going to be? What's si- the point? <laughs> yeah, it's just, just so fr- you're just yeah. piling on people's negativity. We're, yeah, let's build positivity here. You're right. You're right. But that being said, would you be satisfied if Green Bay just hangs with the Chiefs and end up losing, or are you going to be disappointed if they lose this game? Well, I mean, any fan anytime we're going to be disappointed with a loss. And certainly I fall under that heading at this juncture. I'm a fan as much as I am anything else, but I also live in reality and know that the chiefs are one of the premier football teams in the league and the Packers are finding their way. I don't know that we really have a grasp on who they are just yet because of the varying degrees of, uh, I, I was going to say ineptitude that we've seen throughout the season because it it has been inept at times. But then, of course, the, the last couple of weeks out, you've seen a, a different-looking offense, and that's been primarily the issue for them, in particular the, the first and second quarter. So, yeah, I'll be disappointed, but at the same, same time, if they come out and they play a quality football game and just end up getting beat by a superior team who's further along in their development, clearly, having been Super Bowl champs in recent memory last year, uh, then, then no. I, I think ultimately I will say 
this team is making progress. And while you're disappointed in the, the, the week's loss, you're encouraged by the fact that they are headed in the right direction. And certainly Jordan Love will be, once again, at the, the center of that evaluation. How does he play uh, throughout the, you know, the, the course of the game, and in particular at the beginning? Are they able to start fast again the way they did against Detroit on Thanksgiving? These are all, I, I guess, factors that have to be in, to taken into account when you're making an assessment about this. But if Jordan Love plays well and the Packers play a competitive football game and they, and they fall long-term, I still say that's, that's a very uh, positive picture to paint for this team because of the strides that they would have then presumably taken over the last three weeks in beating a very good Detroit team on the road and then coming home and hanging with what I think is still considered a, a Super Bowl favorite in the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, on your home field. So um, I, I, it's tough to say one way or another without knowing exactly how it plays out, guys. But I hope it's, uh, I hope it's the, the latter and Jordan Love looks solid and we're all feeling good about the future. If the Packers – going... pa- no, one, one last thing, Bucks. If the Packers sure. can fi- finish in their last six games, four and two, and get, and get to nine wins, do you think that's good enough to get into the playoffs? Ooh, in the NFC, it's – they're going to be on the cusp. There's, there's no doubt about that with where we're at. Certainly there's two or three teams that may be a cut above the rest. And after that, you're looking at uh, a group that's very bunched up and it could come down to who gets hot at the right time. So nine wins. I, I'm still going to say they fall short at that guys, but nothing will surprise me. If, if they did find a way in, uh, I would certainly, I would certainly find it believable. But, uh, again, I, I still don't know how to feel about this team. We're still reactionary week to week in the NFL because we have to be. It's not like the NBA or Major League Baseball where you've got a new game uh, the next day or within a couple of days. Uh, but that being said, I, I, just, I still have so many questions about who they are. And hopefully the next whatever five weeks will help us figure that out. And, and if they're in the playoffs, amazing. I mean, you talk about a hell of a – of a comeback story from the beginning of the year to the end. That will, that will be one to write about. Marcus, final question for you here as we go off the beaten path. The, after this Chiefs game, the Packers, I, I don't think they have the easiest schedule in the NFL, but it, it's, it's, it's damn near close to the easiest schedule in the NFL. After the Chiefs, they have the Giants, the Buccaneers they get at home. They go to Carolina to take on the Panthers, who just underwent a coaching change. They've only won one game this year. And by the way, they have to go to Minnesota on New Year's Eve, but this is a team that's already talking about doing a quarterback change there after they inexplicably lost that game on Monday Night Football last week to the Chicago Bears, who, by the way, come to Lambeau Field for the final game of the season. The Packers are undefeated, 15-0, under Matt LaFleur in December, now, I don't know if they win this Sunday's game, but I mean, four and two, I don't want to say it sounds likely, Marcus, but it, it's it's more than doable at this point, the way Green Bay is playing. Well, yes, agreed, Bulky. It is, it is certainly doable with how they played the last two weeks, but we know from experience, and it's not just this Packers team, that week to week in the NFL can be night and day. So that that's where I, I still go. I, I haven't erased the memory of what this team did earlier in the season and uh, completely from my memory in getting beat in Las Vegas by the Raiders, 
getting beat at Denver to what was at the time a very lowly Broncos team. And granted, they played better football since then. But still, uh, you know, you get beat by the Vikings at home in the game that Kirk Cousins was lost for the year. It's just, I, 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 I can't forget about that simply because they played good football for two weeks. So, yeah, it's possible, but they're going to have to demonstrate that they are capable of playing consistently good football from week to week. And at this juncture, I, I still don't know if that's who this team is or not. We'll find out. We will find out. We'll be following it very closely going forward, especially when we talk with you next Friday, Marcus, when we go off the beaten path with you. Uh, enjoy the game on Sunday night. It's going to be a fun one. I really appreciate you carving out some time this week. We'll talk to you again after the weekend. All right, boys. Be well. Have a, have a great weekend. Thanks, Marcus. You too, buddy. Yeah. That was Off the Beaten Path with Marcus Paff. You follow him on the X machine at Marcus Paff, M-A-R-Q-U-E-S-P-F-A-F-F. Guests on the score are brought to you by Fleet Farm. Visit FleetFarm.com, Fleet Farm built for real life. And what a week it was on the show. What a day it was on the show, Leo. It certainly was. Thanks to Justice Mosqueda, Mike Wall, Marcus Paff with all those Fs. Man, what a show it was. What do we got coming up on Monday? Uh, Van Fiers is going to drop by to talk Bucks and Knicks. The quarterfinals of the NBA in-season tournament begin. Uh, Tom Oates is going to tell us everything we might have missed in that Marquette-Wisconsin game from Saturday. And then uh, Bill Scott is going to be talking Kansas City Chiefs and Green Bay Packers. I can't wait. The weekend is here, my friends. It's time to wango. Have a great rest of your day, Fox Cities. Drew and KB are up next. We'll chat with you on Monday. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.